Amen. Please feel free, take your seats. Hallelujah. We thank God so much for this morning and for the privilege of being women. I know the world is going crazy. People are trying to, to change. They are trying to be like God, but they will never be like God. Hallelujah. There are people who, and they failed. Those were my friends who were trying to build the temple to reach God. And so between you and me today, these people were telling us the other gospel. Me, I know in Genesis chapter 1, as we are going to read, that he made them a woman and man. And he said it was good. So the plans, whatever the plans of the enemy are, to bring any other gospel, they shall fail. As we read scriptures today. Amen. We thank God for our preacher today. Uh, she's a woman of God. Yeah, I know she likes being in the background. Uh, Faith, thank you so much for blessing us today. She's truly a woman of faith. I have learned a lot from her. We also want to thank God for all the ministers God has been using the past weeks, and there are many more to come. I want to thank God for the leadership in this place. I was so touched last Sunday when Pastor said that uh, here we are different because things are not going to rely on him. God is going to take the centerpiece. He is the centerpiece. And so whatever he has put in us, we are going to put it forth. Like our preacher last Sunday said. Amen. They are going to, God is going to flash us out. Let us be ready. And not tell him I cannot come to the banquet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's come. Hallelujah. I would also want to thank God um, for his leading, uh, for us to be able to have a women's week. It's, it is amazing. It has never happened, like I said, for a team to take two Sundays. So it's a privilege, women. And we are going to take opportunity every minute, every second. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, I'm going to just share what God has put on my heart. Amen. Let's just go together to our word, our theme this year, Isaiah 60, 1 to 3. Amen. Every word that comes from God, he shall fulfill. Doesn't matter how many times we hear, it is the word of God. I was so amazed the way God kept on saying the same word. Like Abraham, he would keep on affirming and saying, I have called you to be a father of nations. He wouldn't change the same things he told um, Jacob. Even when Jacob went away from the Lord, that he was doing funny things, the Lord still came back with the same word. So God's word doesn't depend on my feelings and my state. It depends on him. 
because he's faithful to his word. Hallelujah. Isaiah 60. Arise. Shine for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness covers the earth. And thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. And his glory appears over you. Verse 3. Nations will come to your light. And the kings to the brightness of your dawn. Hallelujah. I just want to emphasize some of the things um, in these three scriptures. One for us to focus on God. Focus on what God is doing and not the darkness. Hallelujah. Because when we focus on the darkness, we will not arise. If we focus on our weaknesses, if we focus on what the enemy is doing, then we do not exalt what God is doing and his greatness. Hallelujah. The Bible says, has said that nations will come to my light. To your light, to the light of the church. You may be here, maybe and you say, for me my light is okay. Today the question is, what is the situation of the light in me? And if it's in me, what is it doing? Hallelujah. If you are in the darkness and you're looking for something and you can't find it, but when you switch on, we actually see it. We see it with our eyes. In other words, it has to be seen. So what is my family seeing? What is the world seeing? What are my workmates seeing? Or what is the what are the people in the world seeing in the church of God? Okay, if I feel that I have the light, at least for me, the church needs to be seen. For me, there is still a big gap and that will cause me to go before God and say, Lord, this light has to come. In other words, it puts me in a situation where I am not comfortable. Hallelujah. I am not comfortable. I still hear people, you know, they preached the other day, there's a young lady staying at a relative's place. And I was, she's Catholic. And I was, you know, telling her about the word, about the word of God. And the questions she had is about us. I know there's a scripture pastor likes telling us about a woman who is supposed to, to win over her husband. 
Manyu. out of her actions. We have situations in Acts where people were called Christians because of what they saw. And the people told the disciples that these people are not land. But one thing we know that these people were with Jesus. That means they were doing things that actually reflected Christ. So the light in us should not reflect us but reflect Jesus to the world. So the question to you and me this morning is that what is the situation of my light? Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible has said that nations will come to our light because they're in darkness. Uh, last week, our sister told us because they're looking for something, there is a need. They are seeking for something that they don't have, but we have. So what is it that has been hidden in you? Is your gift under the lamp? By the way, this arising, this arising message, I realize is so great. And one thing is, am I hiding my gift? That is one way of hiding the lamp. Hallelujah, the gift is hidden. It's not coming out. But the world out there needs it. I'm reminded of the little boy boy with the fish and the bread. That's all that he had. He just had to give it to Jesus. And God glorifies his name. Hallelujah. Genesis 1 from verse uh, 3 to 5. Amen. Are we there? Genesis uh, says from verse 3 that then God said let there be light and there was light verse 4 and God saw the light and it was good God divided the light from the darkness God called the light day and the darkness he called night so the evening and morning were the first day Hallelujah. Amen. There is a great distinction between light and darkness. God would have put a day when there is a, over they share the day, I don't know how, maybe we call it, they call it lunar eclipse when they two cross. But God clearly created the day and the night. He put light and darkness a distinction between the two as we are going to see today. But at times in real life there is something which is there we don't understand. And I guess at times that's where the church is. People are there looking at the thing but it's not. We are shining like my sister said, we are shining, we are not shining, we are, locked. We are like those annoying border borders. 
man of God also who said that you know those charcoal, eh? when you burn charcoal, there are those charcoals which remain like wood and it's also charcoal. And they cause a lot of smoke in the building. God wants us to be in the light. Today the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Enough is enough. If there were areas in our lives where we were both in the light and darkness, God is calling the church out of the darkness into the light. And that's why when he came, he didn't come to start, uh, you know, miracles. He didn't start by miracles. His first sermon was, repent. Do what everyone said, repent. Tell yourself, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Because there is a certain status quo he found. A certain way people used to do things. And God said, repent. Repenting means, come out of those things. I remember John the Baptist said, those who are stealing, steal no more. There is nothing like between I steal today, I steal tomorrow. Now, people don't. I have, I have a Muslim friend I'm believing God for. He told me one day that I, I keep on preaching to him. We talk, and he says, Maybe you talk to my wife. That means his wife is more staunch than him. But he said, Neighbor, and to me, But you people, you dress so indecently. That's what they are seeing. Remember the light? Hallelujah. And we are not only talking here in church. One day I went for a, a wedding. Wedding, Balokole's weddings. I said, Have I taken long to attend weddings? Is it me who has Omlembe Gunde say? I said, What is this? And at one time, I attended with my dad. You know, I felt so embarrassed. Eh? I, I looked, I said, God, what is this? Leave alone, even us getting saved. But these are mothers. These girls have parents in the home. They leave a home and go out. These, these girls, these gentlemen, <laughs> even the gentlemen have a way they dress, by the way. But they have friends they meet. They have places they pass. What is happening? Where is the church? Where is the light? The Bible says they will see the light and they will glorify the Father in heaven. We want to arise. There are many areas to arise. But just dressing. Hallelujah. It's a sign to show me that someone has arisen and another one hasn't arisen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. People, what is the situation of my light? Amen. 
What is the situation of my mouth before God? What words leave my mouth? Is my mouth a light? Or I speak and I say, I am sorry, I am sorry. You know, we would go to the field. It's easy for people to talk because their journeys are long. It's very easy to, to put in a word to try and uh, join the conversation. As we shall see today, that such things cause us to reduce on our light. And again, I will say, um, the preacher last Sunday said, we are in the light, it becomes dimmer, then we join the darkness. Isn't it possible? Hey, we join them in the darkness. So what are those things in my life and your life that have the potential to push me to the darkness? We need to kill them. We need to deal with them. God divided the light and darkness. There is no midway. Say hallelujah. Matthew 5 and 14, I'll just read it to us. You want to put it up? You are the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. Parents, we are the light of our children. That is our ministry. That is our platform. If children do not see us praying, they are not seeing our light. Then we only remember to come there and tell them, let's go to church. There is no other lesson they will learn. We only go to church on Sunday. That's all they know. But God is calling us to take the full package. Not only when we come here to church or what we preach, but to actually do. And that's the light. He divided the light from the darkness. Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. A city, thank God for that song today, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket. But they put it on a lampstand and gives light to all who are in the house. So let our light so shine before men. They will see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our light shines before men. Those guys are watching us. There's a song we sing. They are watching you, marking all you do. They're waiting for the light. And that's when we will have an impact. Our light has to have an impact. The other question is, what light, what impact has my light done? At times, the, the light are ours. Amen. The light is mine. But the light is meant for the world out there. Amen. James 3, 11 to 13. May God help me to... James, are we there? 
James 3, 11 to 13. Do we have it up there? Yes. Okay, it says, um, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear fig? Thus no spring yields both salt and fresh, both salt water and fresh. Who is wise and understands among you? Let him show by the good conduct that his works have done in the meekness of wisdom. By James. Verse 13. There is no by James in English. Baganda <laughs> bang. Hey, okay. It's not our people, our brethren. Okay. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. We've talked about light. The Bible is talking about meekness of wisdom. At least one area I see that the Lord needs to shine light. How meek are we even as we do the gifts that God has given us? Meekness, humility is a way of shining light. Hallelujah. Actually, from the verse above, from verse eight, it talks about actually the tongue and it says, how can we tame this tongue? It is very unruly and evil. It has deadly poison. Because at times we bless our God and our Father and we use the same lips to curse. I, I don't know whom I was sharing with. This week I repented. And those, those YouTubes they send on us. So someone sent um, a YouTube. And these are people who are doing wicked things, of course. And I said, God, why? <laughs> why don't you take these people? <laughs> and I said it and walked away. But later the Holy Spirit said, I created Pharaoh. <laughs> and I repented. I repented. I said, Lord, forgive me. Because some of these things come so that we arise. Hallelujah. So the Bible has said, let, us, uh, let our light shine before men so that they may see our good works and glorify God in heaven. But this has to come with the meekness of heart. Jesus told the people that he had never seen any man as John the Baptist. Now God is boasting about John the Baptist. The guy came eating honey bees. He was, he was wearing uh, I don't know what clothes. I guess if he had dressed like that and come here, some of us would have walked out of here and we say, this is a cult or something. 
But the meekness of heart, the meekness of heart will allow God to work in us. Everyone was testifying about what Jesus was doing. The testimonies. And Jesus took the focus of himself. And he said, there is a man. And guess where John was? He was in the prison. A man who has preached the gospel. A man who has loved the Lord. But he was in prison. May God help us not to long, no longer look at our situation as, as death sentences, but as opportunities to shine. Hallelujah. At times we go through situations and all we can do is run around looking for a prophet. Yeah? Look around looking for a prophet to prophesy upon this situation. And yet Jesus has said, I have prayed for you that you may be strong, that when you come out of it, that you will help your brethren. Our light has to shine even in the hard places. Hallelujah. For that season you're in, the light has to shine. When Daniel was going through the den, he did go cursing, saying, hey, you wait, you will see my God. And praying and throwing like the disciples just wanted to call fire. <laughs> At times we want to call fire upon situations. And yet God is sending us to those situations. Hallelujah. May God help us to shine even in the dark places. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, quickly, Genesis 128. The Bible says that Jesus said that let us make man in our image in accordance to our likeness and let him have dominion. Amen. Allow me to stop there. What I wanted to bring out is the image of God. We cannot shine unless we come into the image of God. And one image I wanted to bring to our notice today is his righteousness. At least for me, it is one area I am believing God for. That God will bring to the church of God to that place of righteousness, of reflecting his righteousness. Now it's not about today I have sinned, I've put on a long dress, today I haven't stolen. It is the image of God. God knew that we fell. But he gave us Jesus as we were worshipping him in the beginning. He knows that we can walk that walk of righteousness. The world is waiting for that reflection upon my life and your life. As we arise, may we be reminded of that uh, arising in that area and praying and pleading with God 
that the church will arise and reflect the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God has nothing to do with me. The Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. But once we continue abiding in his presence, as Isaiah did, he will remove, he will kill those things that have caused us not to arise. In the case of Isaiah, in the case of Isaiah, it was the king. The king provided for him. He was comfortable. What are the things in our lives that are causing us not to arise to the place of righteousness? Proverbs 14 and 34 says, Proverbs Proverbs 14 and 34. Are we there? Amen. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation but a sin but sin is reproach to any people. The Bible says in Acts 17 that he has set us in boundaries that we may seek him. What is the situation in Uganda? Is righteousness being exalted? Or sin has overtaken our nation? If we are righteous as a church, where are the people running to our light? God wants us to desire to seek to intentionally work with him to seek him as he guides us those limitations that bring the dark situation in us that we may do away with them I was led to read through the revelations about those churches and God was acknowledging all these good things. But there are situations God would point out and say that you haven't reached that level that I want you to. Like we saw this morning. Some of us, it may be our first love. We may be doing all the serving we have to do. But God says, come back to my first love. Why? Because he knows that when you are in that position, you will fulfill the full purpose of God upon your life. And some other churches, he said, that, 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 that Satan is actually, the throne of Satan is in your midst. You may be thinking, okay, I'm comfortable, I'm shining, I'm arising. But then your uncles, your aunties, <laughs> if, if anything happened and you invited us in your home, we would say, eh, I didn't know. Now, that is not to condemn us. Because the Bible says, see darkness. Am I seeing the darkness? 
If I don't see the state on which I am, then the motivation to cry to God and say, Lord, make a way. I don't want my family to be like this. I don't want my family to perish. Instead of siding with them, instead of trying to please them, hallelujah, the Lord wants to exalt his righteousness. I'm reminded in Genesis 18, 16, and 33. Can we read... Um, Genesis 18. Hallelujah. Are we there? God is doing something and his plan will come to pass. Amen. Amen. You're going to arise because God has purpose that we arise. Amen. Let's start from verse um, 20. 18-20. Okay. It says, And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, that was a dark situation. I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. God always moves. He knows. He sees. We can't hide. We can't hide the darkness. May God help us as a church that we will go to the closet and God will reveal those skeletons. That we may come to the standard of our arising. Righteousness exalts a nation. And there is no middle in righteousness. Hallelujah. Verse 21. Um, verse 22 says, Then the men turned away from the, uh, there and went towards Sodom. Those were the angels that had come to talk to Abraham. But Abraham stood, still stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous in the wicked with the wicked? Hallelujah. Amen. Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and slay the righteous with the wicked so that the righteous should be as the wicked? Far it be from you. Shall not the judge of the earth be right? At times do we talk to God like that? This is... Abraham pouring his heart before God. And said, God, you are righteous. You are righteous. He was an intercessor. And he was saying, God, have mercy. If God looks at you and me now, and he was going to spare people, would he look at Ruth and say, okay, let me reconsider what I want to do. Let me reconsider. 
God said, because of my child, would God reconsider what he wants to do in your family because of you? Or I have decided to compromise. And between the light and the darkness. And so as we know that God did not find those people. So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the places for their sakes. Hallelujah. God wants us to arise. May he help us by the spirit of God that we may come to that place of yearning and hungering and obedience to God. When he says, let go, let go, let go of that relationship, let go of that sin. The Bible says, Hebrews 4, put setting aside the weights and the sin that so entangles us. We need the light of God to arise. Not our light, not the righteousness or our own righteousness. God wants to see the church of God arise. Matthew chapter 5. People, Jesus died for us. Yes, we are to feel. And that's why he died, that he may restore to this, to restore us back to that likeness, to that brightness. So, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. The kingdom of God is to be so. Our preacher last week said, God's message is, eh, the shining isn't passive. There is work. There are some things you just have to determine to kill in your life because they are going to stop you from shining. I am praying that on this journey, as we walk, we ask the Lord and say, Lord, is there any darkness in me? We may be seeing the darkness in the world, that they are the ones, but actually there is a place where God can walk in your life. Darkness. <laughs> maybe when I come to church on Sunday, a bit of light comes a bit. But when I go back home, when I go to work, God hasn't worked on my mouth. I haven't let Him work on my mouth. I haven't let Him work on every area of my life. So when God looks at us, what does he see? The Bible says, man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. I believe that as we continue to reflect ourselves in the righteousness of God, in the mirror of God, the more we become more like Jesus. Like that scripture which says that beholding as the veil, yeah? 
as we go before him, we just see more of him. And we're saying, Lord, I thought I was there. I have a, I have a friend that I used to minister to. She was my good friend since S1. Very good Catholic. Loves the Lord. Very good girl. Even I would say better than me if you were going by the signs of works. And, and she said, for me, I don't see any reason why I should get saved. You guys are not even better than some of us. And when we reached campus, she got saved. And she said, I am the worst of sinners. Why? The mirror changed. If we keep on looking in the mirror of the world, we, we are going to fail very badly. Hallelujah. Let me end with this. I've talked about compromise. Here are some of the things we should watch out for. Or tests, eh? To check your heart and you say, do I have darkness in me? Am I compromising? If we have fear for rejection, yeah? I fear, what, what will they say? So you choose to do as the world says or as I do. So the fear of being alone, the fear of, of being pointed out, self-awareness. By the way, these things are silently in us. How did I preach? How, how did I preach? People, yeah, I repented. You want the assurance. What does God say about you? God looks at the heart. Let's take time to look at the one who knows us. As we arise to point out those areas of darkness in us, then we will have the right light. We'll be reflecting Christ. Tolerance. Yeah? Tolerance means eh, we want eh, to be patient with everyone. Now you people, there are things which are hard. When I was staying abroad somewhere, you can't judge anyone. As we are in the medical field, you can't judge, you know, LGBT. That is the gospel from the devil. And someone living in Canada told me, actually, that that's where the church is. They said, Fine. Christ said, I do not condemn you if we are in Christ Jesus. But before God sin. Sin. So at times we want to tolerate. That's how I grew also. And this way the devil is saying, Welcome. Welcome. That's why we are not shining. We are not rising. We are in fear of rejection. What will people at work say? What will I eat? People like Daniel said, we shall pray. They even increased the prayer time. The guy went, <laughs> opened the window and prayed the more because he knew the one who would deliver him. There are challenges that will come that will cause us to, to, to 
decide. I mentioned and said that God is not calling us to arise in our convenience. Even in the hard times we arise. I was reminding someone of a scripture about um, Peter. Paul, Paul, Paul. When he was going to Rome. And the whole prophet told him took off his belt tied it on him and said actually if you go to Rome this is what is going to happen and then the brethren started they said don't go I guess some of us would say maybe the devil and Paul said I will go because God has purpose there are waters we need to go through there are fires we need to go through. But we thank God because he's the fourth man in the fire. We will shine even in the darkness. Darkness may be difficult. It may cost you your job. It may cost you anything. But let us shine. Fear of rejection, tolerance, pleasure. I want to bring everyone happy. I want a happy marriage. Now you know God is saying together. But we want pleasure. We want that which makes us happy. We want that that makes us comfortable. Those are the things that will keep us in the darkness. If I'm not yet in the darkness, the light will be going slowly. slowly. When God is telling you, fast for a week, and then they announce a get together. <laughs> then, then you say, then you say Lord, Forgive me. Postpone. <laughs> Meanwhile, the devil is tying. God knew why he told you to seek him. Hallelujah. Pleasure. Pleasure. When you feel, by the Sundays, I used to, God delivered me. I told you my testimonies here. I was a worship leader here. And then after leading praise and worship, the whole week preparing, I ran and watched Jack Bauer. <laughs> I was a slave. I was a slave. And for me, pastor would come here and preach. Pastor Andrew would come and preach. I knew the darkness. I would come in and out for a whole year. God is saying, Ruth, let go. That was a wait. For me, some of the excuses, I would say, ah, Kasta, they are not bad things. Until God, God zeroed me one day at night, midnight. I collected all those videos I liked, which were wasting my time, family movies, what, what, to the toilet. And then God said, now you are coming closer to my rising. People, I'm telling you, I know if I hadn't left some of those things, I would not be in the position where I am. And the things God wants me to, to use us for. Sometimes God is just waiting. Laziness. 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 Let's repent. Our sister said, Rising is work. Let's fight laziness. Amen. Laziness at work. Laziness in your home. Laziness. 
Let's throw out laziness from our children. You can see a three-year-old, five-year-old. I am tired. And you wonder what they've been doing. Those are things from the devil. For us, at least those days you had to do because our mothers were serious. You say, I want a shoe. I want a shoe, she shows you a shamba. First to go and clear, then you will get the shoe. Nowadays, anything they want, let's kick laziness out of our children. We are not going to take an inheritance when our children are lazy. Let us kick out laziness. Hallelujah. The Lord wants us hot. We will read Revelations uh, 3, 15 to 16. No lukewarmness. No place for lukewarmness in arising. Go home today, seek your God. Ask him, Lord, where is the darkness placed in me? Hallelujah. I wanted to tell a joke, but you may forget the sermon and you, you remember that joke. Please. Please. A story said that um, huh? the president of America came to Uganda. And, and the president asked our president, why is this place dark? And our president was offended. I don't know who told that story. He was very offended. So they went to the US. And then they were seated at the balcony. And then our president saw darkness. He said, oh, now I have him. So he said, you also have darkness. Why do you have darkness? Then the president of the US called his, uh, his guard his, and he, he, he whispered something. And then the president said, but that is the, that is the embassy of Uganda in the US. So please, if you are dark, like someone says, you have darkness in you. Only Jesus. There's nothing that will take it away. By the way, I'm not prophesying on Uganda. It was a joke. It's not a good joke. But please, let our light so shine. Yeah. If it shines here when we come for service, it shines in my home, it shines at work, it shines everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Let's do away with the areas of compromise. And let us stand to the full potential of God's will and call upon our lives. Can we stand up? Can we stand up on our feet and just uh, bless the Lord? We thank God for today. We thank Him for every vessel. Just lift up your voice as you reflectively in your heart. You can repent now and start the journey. It is a continuous journey. God keeps on revealing those areas. Father, we stand before you. We thank you for your word. Your word says that your word searches our hearts, searches the hidden things of the heart. Lord, we are still continuing in this journey of arising. You know each one of us. Your word says that you look at the heart, but man looks at the outside. 
Lord, we surrender to you as a ministry, as a church, as a nation. Father, forgive us. It is evident in this nation, as your word says, that, Lord, that when your righteousness is exalted, Father, we desire that righteousness is, will be exalted in our nation. Father, we repent of the things, of the fear of rejection. When we have fear to be rejected by the world, and so we have joined them. We have become part of the darkness. Oh, we are between, we are lukewarm, and your word says that you will spit us out. Lord, today, we recognize that, Lord, we are in those places, and may you make clear the ways in us that are dark. We need your help, as your word says, that, Lord, you are the great high priest. You are not unable to help us in our weaknesses, in our walk, in our journey to our rising. Forgive us. Remove every fear of rejection. Your word says, oh God, that fear him who can throw us into the lake of fire, into destruction, and also destroy the body. But we have feared men. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, where we have been tolerant of sin. Lord, you reminded the church in Revelation that, Lord, you have seen all these good works. But, Lord, we have allowed Jezebel to reign in our midst. We have allowed Jezebel to reign in our families, in our homes, oh God. Areas even in our lives, oh God, that we have failed to surrender to you. The little lies that we take, the sin that we gladly enjoy. Father, forgive us. Forgive us for tolerating sin. Forgive us for the things that we have tolerated. The things that have made us survive in our workplaces, in our jobs. And we have said, Lord, what will I do without this job? What will I do without this friend? But Lord, we have tolerated sin. And you are God that does not like sin. You hate sin. And Father, you say that every sinner will be destroyed. Help us, Lord, to arise to the place of righteousness, to the place of holiness. Forgive us, Lord, when we have just been wanting pleasure. We've wanted comfort. In the name of Jesus, forgive us. We have been gluttonous. We have been covetous. Covetousness, Lord, we repent. Forgive us, Lord. Show us those areas where we have wanted pleasure where we have wanted comfort and we have not allowed your light to shine through us. Lord, forgive us for being lazy. Lazy in seeking you. Lazy in arising. Lazy, oh God, in the gifts that you have given us. Forgive us. Forgive us where we haven't taught our children to work. Forgive us when we have slept. Lord, we say thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your precious blood. And Lord, now we speak the blood of Jesus to cover our nakedness, to cover our emptiness, oh God. Because you came for us, you died for us. Continue to lead us in this journey of arising. May Uganda arise. May your bride arise to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name we have believed and prayed. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Amen. And thank you for coming. God bless you. Thank you.